0: This week we're talking all about the 2023 Canadian housing market outlook. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you so much for joining me. It is an absolute pleasure to have you tuning in again this week. I am joined by a super special guest, fellow team member Albert Ivaroni. Uh, welcome, Justin, Albert. Yeah, man.
1: <laughs> thanks. Thanks for having me on. It's the second time. Happy New Year. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think last time we were together, we were smashing cannolis. Yeah. That's so let's get
0: down to some business. You know what? That video actually got a comment recently, which means people are still watching the video <laughs> from when we filmed it. So cannoli eating is a hot topic in Hamilton, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Um, but this week, we have a super exciting topic. Before we dive into it, though, I want to direct your attention to the link below. If you're looking to buy or sell a house in Hamilton, Ontario, you can use that link to book a time with me that is convenient for you to talk about your real estate needs. Let's jump into it. 2023. I mean, 2022 is a roller coaster, but what do you see happening in 2023?
1: Oh, man. You know, to me, it's, it's really all about interest rates. Um, you know, I, 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 here's what I see. I, I think we're going to get another small increase here probably early in the year. I think the Bank of Canada's temperature rate now is to let it ride, uh, see what the economy does. And then hopefully by the back half of the year, we might see a small decrease. I mean, that's kind of my best guess mm-hmm. based on where things are at. I don't know. What are you thinking on that? I was going <clears> to <throat> say
0: the same thing. Like, I mean, that seems to be the trend that everybody's talking about, a small increase. And by small, we mean like quarter point. Right, I don't yeah, think we're I think gonna. See, I think it's quarter point or flat, yeah, right? Five and at the, the next, most. Yeah, for, I think it's unlikely this year we see that 0. 0.75 hike or anything crazy like that. I think we're most likely going to be at that 0. 0.25. But you're right. We have what? January is the first announcement. March is the next. So, January likely we'll see that increase, and then March. I don't know. I think they're going to watch it a little more carefully this year. Last year was just kind of raise, 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 try to curb. Yeah, I and mean, we you know, it's all,
1: it's all tied to inflation, right? So it's going to depend on these inflation rates. Um, generally, what's happening in the U.S. is a good leading indicator. Um, yeah, but it'd be Armageddon. I mean, that's kind of worst case scenario when we talk about worst case scenarios. Worst case scenario is if, the, if interest rates just continue to escalate um, and we end up with, you know, 0. 0.75 and 1% raises here in the mm-hmm. year. That, that would probably be worst case for the real estate market, but I don't, I don't think we're going to be there.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if we keep seeing inflation raise and rates raise at the same time, then that could be... That's like a catastrophic situation.
1: Now, a misconception I see is I I know, you know, some people, some sellers and or buyers are expecting interest rates to fall sharp in the back half of the year. That's just not how the Bank of Canada works. Um, So I I think it's going to be flat. If we see a drop, to me, it's going to be last quarter. It's going to be fairly minor. um, And then maybe we'll see kind of a gradual uh, decrease starting in, in 2024.
0: Yeah, and I want to jump into prices because it's going to be, I think, directly related to what happens with the interest rates. So I know personally with prices, I think we're going to continue to see the prices fall as long as the rates are increasing. I think even if the rates, you know, say we see one bump, then they, you know, set, I think yeah. people might still be a little hesitant until they they think that the rates aren't going to go up anymore because then that's when we'll really start to see the bottom.
1: Yeah. And to me, well, there's, there's a couple of factors into that. So, so one of them is kind of fear of the market. And I think you're right about that. I mean, the, the rates really got to stop rising before people are comfortable to jump back into the market. But the other metric I really look at is I look at affordability. Right. And so as as interest rates have, uh, have sharply increased in, in 2022, you know, affordability has gone through if it's out of whack. Right. Mm-hmm. Houses are currently unaffordable. Even if interest rates are flat this year, housing prices where they are right now, to me, the affordability gap is still too wide. Right. Mm-hmm. So based on that, I tend to agree with you. I think even if interest rates stay flat, we're going to see prices slide a little bit here in the first half of the year just based mm-hmm. on affordability. And that's I, kind of my.
0: Exactly. And I think <laughs> we're actually going to see some shocking statistics this month, January and in February, because our average price now for this year is going to be competing against the highest prices seen in the Canadian real estate market. So I think this is when people were saying big percentage drops yeah. year over year. I think that we're going to see some numbers it's, that are going to scare gonna a lot of like people. It's going to be like 40%, 40%, <laughs> yeah. right? Like 30,
1: so. 30 40%. They're going to be big numbers. But yeah. the takeaway is it's funny when you look at these and you, you can kind of project prices moving forward. It's still going to be up relative to 2019, 2020. I mean, all we're doing, I, I believe all we're going to do is revert back to pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. It's prices, almost like right? a,
0: a blip that yeah. I think we're going to look back on this and you just have to completely eliminate it from the equation yeah. of what was happening. Because of yeah, record low like interest rates, prices, yeah. it was nuts. And then I know I'm seeing it, you're seeing it, we're seeing a lot more inventory on the market. Um, but then there's always this talk to around immigration. And I know that Canada's always looking to expand immigration, expand immigration. You know, these people need somewhere to live. Do you think that the level of immigration expected this year is something that could affect the market? <laughs>
1: I, I don't see it affecting the house, the the, the property sales market, you, you know, maybe, maybe rentals. I mean, very few are moving into the country, immigrating to Canada and automatically buying a home. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those, you know, those people are generally looking to rent and maybe looking to buy, you know, two, three, four years down the line. So I, I don't really see it having a real tangible impact on the market this year. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's a good <clears throat> point. Right. And I mean, with the inventory levels, being higher it might also help with the house you know curbing the house pricing but you're saying they're coming in they might rent so we should even just touch on the topic of renting like yeah. rents have gone up substantially over the last year just because obviously people couldn't afford to purchase properties so instead of purchasing a home they you know were forced to sort of rent which caused a huge demand in the rental market where do you see rents landing this year?
1: Well, it's funny because we saw that demand kind of in the middle of the year spike because people weren't buying and then were looking to rent. Um, then the other phenomenon was towards the end of the summer, you know, we saw landlords trying to pass on their costs as interest rates rose, pass on. And, and again, that contributed to a spike in rents. Um, but we saw demand drop based on that. So I, I think we saw basically a willingness to pay limit. There around September, and we saw things yeah. slow down in the rental market. So, like I don't see, I don't see rents going up, for example, in twenty twenty three. Right, rents I think are going to be relatively flat. They may even dip a little bit with house prices. That's my, that's my best guess.
0: It's true because a lot of times you're <clears throat> right. There was the point where landlords were having to charge a certain amount to try to cover their expenses. But you're right; it was around the fall that we saw it soften a little bit, and then these competing for rents wasn't as often. So you're right. There is a limit that people are willing to pay, um, because I guess if they're covering the landlord's rent, you would assume then that they'd be able to just go and purchase. Yeah, the house I mean, for that willing much, to right? pay or can pay, right? Yeah. So
1: they they just they just came. I think it just came a limit, a hard limit there.
0: Yep. And then another hot button topic that I know a lot of people are waiting for. A lot of buyers are sitting on the sidelines, investors, and all that. Foreclosures, like people losing their houses because they can't sustain the payments that have come with these increased interest rates, you know, like people that like I have one of my properties that was on a variable rate and the payments went up $1,500 a month on that. So, you know, some people can't sustain that. So I don't know. Do you think that we're going to start to see a lot more foreclosures?
1: Actually I do. I think there is, I think there is some inventory that's going to hit the market here in the spring. Um, that's that's probably related to foreclosure as more as mortgages renew. It's not people losing their houses per mm-hmm. se, but it's just you know where affordability again is just just out of whack with their ability to pay and they, they end up putting the house on the market. So I, I don't necessarily see it as, Foreclosures per se, but I just see more houses being listed for reasons of affordability. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily, maybe not necessarily foreclosure itself. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: foreclosure for those of you who don't know is essentially when you default on the payments, the bank takes your property and then they auction it off to the public. Um, So, yeah, you're right. I think people, before it gets to that point, will sell because honestly, a lot of people, especially those that are renewing five year mortgages, they still bought their house for a really cheap price. They're still going to have the option, okay, I can't afford these payments anymore, but I can still sell and make a couple hundred thousand dollars on the sale because I still did yeah, make money. That, that's
1: exactly right. So, I mean, anything purchased before 2019, 2020, for sure, you're not. they're not underwater, mm-hmm. right? There's there's actually still profit to be made there. No matter Really, no matter what happens this year, there's still profit to be made there. So they're not underwater. So it's not a foreclosure situation like you would have seen in you know, Florida in, in, in 2009. Right. So we're not Mm -hmm. in that, that sort of market. Um, and the ones that did purchase last year at the peak of the market, well, generally those mortgages aren't coming due for another, another couple of years. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think, in terms of the prediction, that's pretty much it. Like, what else is there to talk about on that topic? I don't know. Twenty twenty three. How do you think the year is going to be? Look, overall? I look. On, I look blanket on the, statement. I, it.
1: well, look. I look on the bright side of things, right? First time yeah. home buyers rejoice. Yeah. I, mean, I think affordability is getting better. Um, it's already better. You can get into the market. You're going to increasingly be able to get into the market here in twenty twenty three. And the other take back, the the other takeaway from this is. Interest rates are temporary, right? The price of which you buy a house is not. So this is really an opportunity to buy a house with leverage in 2023. Maybe you're paying a higher interest rate, but you know what? That interest rate is going to change two years down the Mm -hmm. road, right? And your cash flow is going to change two years down the road based on that. So I, I see an opportunity there.
0: And that's a great point too, because, you know, like even your purchase at a lower price, your payments may be higher with the interest rate, but you're saving money on the amount that you have to put down and you're saving money on, you know, land transfer yeah. tax. So it becomes cheaper to actually close on the property as long as you can sustain those monthly payments cuz you're right. Yeah, if we you know, if we look run. at this
1: relative to the peak, right? So at the peak you're paying a really high price and really low interest rates. Would you rather do that or would you rather pay a lower price and pay higher interest rates? The answer is number 2 because mm-hmm. your interest rates are going to change. Just like the interest rates are changing from the people who bought at the peak.
0: Yeah. reverse effect right yeah and uh it's going to be interesting to see so i mean be sure to like this video, subscribe to this channel uh, so you can come back at the end of the year and see how accurate these predictions were. Keep (laughs) keep in mind, these are just our predictions, our opinions on the market. If you're looking for something more specific in your market, you can reach out to me, you can reach out to Albert. We'd be happy to answer any questions that you may have. Albert's contact information is going to be in the description below as well uh, in case you want to reach out or you have questions about the greatest cannolis in Hamilton. Um, But you're not eating sugar right now.
1: I'm not eating sugar right now, But I do love to eat, so even if it's not cannolis, if you got questions about other restaurants and things yeah. in the city, we'd be happy to come in here and eat. Yeah, you're doing screen.
0: you're doing a challenge right now called 75 Hard. Is it? Yeah. You want to briefly just talk about? It? I think it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's pretty popular. I mean, the idea with the 75 Hard is actually mental toughness. So it's there's really five key things. Um, so one of them is two workouts a day, 45 minute workouts at separate times. One of them has to be outdoors. Uh, you need to follow a diet of your own choosing. So really it's just the idea of sticking to something, um, doing intermittent fasting, um, no sugar, no alcohol. You got to read 10 pages of a self-improvement book. Um, you need to take a selfie every day. you need to drink a gallon of water daily. So all of those things by themselves are, relatively easy but the idea is you got to do it 75 days in a row no breaks and the idea is when it's raining you know when you don't want to it's okay i'm gonna get up i'm gonna do this right mm-hmm. i'm not negotiating with myself i'm doing it yeah so you went to
0: do this story, the stairs this morning and i'm you know you'll looking out the window foggy yeah. it is how wet it is right now so. yeah
1: so it's it's funny what you can do with your brain when you don't give yourself the option of
0: right? absolutely that's amazing.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. No, we'll see how it goes. Well, Hopefully.
0: wish you the best of luck. Thanks, Maybe man. we'll have you in at day 70, 75. Yeah. We'll have you we'll back see. on. i the, <laughs> the, the after. I'll take <laughs> your yeah. <the> shirt off. <laughs> That's it. All right, guys. Once again, thank you so much for joining us this week. It is an absolute pleasure having you tune in, and we look forward to seeing you again next week.